Ladies and gentlemen, the show is about to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Worldwide, and welcome to our little show. Thank you for joining us wherever you may be. And yes, I am wearing a Bowser sweatshirt today. This was given to my son. I wear it with pride, even though I know it looks a little goofy on me, but I do not care. Because <laughs> I am the host of the show, Dick Muscat. With me today, long friend of the show, Mad Max. How you doing, sir? Doing all right. Glad to be here. I'm waiting for your little segment, your own show come to come out. I'm waiting for that. Waiting for you to want to say, let's talk. Well, like I said, you know, I'm I'm trying to get everything situated, trying to get, you know, a home base of my own studio, you know, out of the house to where I could do it and not worry about my, you know, I love my grandkids. I love my family and all, love all my kids and all, but it never fails. When I'm on there, they're like, hey, can I borrow the car? Or can I borrow, have the keys to the car? Or Pat Paul Taco, look at look what I drew and all this and that. I mean, and I, me, I'm, I try to be as professional in anything that I do. If, if it's in wrestling, podcasting, whatever, you know, I, I want to be known as this dude is totally serious and he's a cutthroat. You know, he's he's straight for the throat. He don't bullshit. He don't blow smoke. He's for real. So, you know, the way I'm looking at it, it'll probably be next year. Not sure when, but I would like to get, you know, going with it. And I mean, I'm already, you know, I already got my lighting and everything. I got my green back on me and everything. And I'm just trying to get me a old, you know, just a small little, you know, shack, you know, a building, like a storage building, just where I could put, you know, insulate it, put the panel on that, and then put my sound, sound walls up, you know, soundproofing my walls and everything. And uh, get my Wi-Fi in there and start going to town on it. So maybe it's come. That's this is just coming attractions 2024. We thought we I talked. We Scotty and I talked about putting in part of his show. Call you called it three and a half guys walking in the bar, or three and a half <laughs> men. I mean, we, we talked about that. <laughs> hey, I'm down. Like I said, man, I've been I've been called everything under the sun. I mean, it nothing surprises me anymore. I mean, I've I've been called everything but a human. I mean, I worked at a gas station pumping gas and I got hit by a car. I got money thrown at me. Yeah. I got spit on. Mm. And like I said, you know, I mean. I ain't gonna lie. When I was younger, I would have just turned around and pulled out my gun and shot him. You know, that's 
that was me back then when I really didn't give a fuck what they thought of me or, you know, they disrespected me. I dealt with them. Matt Ness would put a cap in his ass because he can't aim any higher. Damn straight. <laughs> That's shooting up, actually. <laughs> but uh, like I said, you know, I was told all that, you know, I was, I was, you know, I've done almost every job you could think of. I worked in a grocery store, bag carrier and a stockman, and the district manage, manager showed up. I'm not going to say his name, but he was a really fucking asshole. I was there for three years. I had my long hair down to my, my long ponytail down to my waist. Nobody ever complained about my hair. This guy fucking gets promoted and he sees me and he tells the manager he needs to cut his hair. And the manager told him, he goes, man, that's his, that's his gimmick. He goes, what are you talking about? He goes, you know, he's, he's doing a reality show. He, he's doing a reality show this year in 2010 that it's on it's nation national wide you know nationwide TV it's on Spike TV and it's called the Half Pipe Brawlers. He's he's a he's a celebrity here you know business is booming now since he's here you know and he's like well I don't give a damn haven't cut his hair. Have, have so, the hippie yeah. cut his hair. Cut your hair, hippie. Yeah, I mean, he was like, you know, cut his hair. He hadn't cut his hair. So my the, the manager came and told me, and I was, I just, I was stunned. I'm like, what? He goes, I told you. He looked at me, he goes, don't do it. I'm like, he goes, he told me for you to do it. I did what he told me. I'm telling you not to do it. There is nothing wrong with your hair. He goes, I have never heard anybody say anything or make a complaint whatsoever about your hair. He goes, everything here is either packaged, sealed, or canned, or already wrapped up and all, where your hair can no way in hell contaminate it. So therefore, don't worry about it. So I didn't. And then this guy shows comes back and sees me with my hair and he calls the manager in and he tells him, you know, I thought I told you to cut his hair. He goes, he can't. He goes, why is that? He goes, it's against his religion. And the guy got pissed and he come over and talked to me and I'm like, well, next thing I know, you know, the, you know, my manager's telling me, he goes, yeah, he's upset. I said, well, you know, fuck him. You know, I said, he, he don't run this store. You do. He may be district, but I, I'll tell him to his face, fuck him. He used to be in the military. And this right. guy came up to our manager and his words exactly were to my manager. When do you get your, what day do you line them up and expect their uniforms? And Marco just laughed and was like, you know, the manager laughed and goes, this ain't the United States Army. 
you know, you're not in the army anymore. You need to quit thinking like that. You're a citizen now. And it was just, he was nitpicking is what it was. And yeah. he transferred our manager to another store and brought in this other manager that was strictly by the book kind of guy. And then I got called up to the office and that manager there told me, the new manager is like, I was told you need to cut your hair. I said, I ain't doing it. I said, it's against my religion, against my, against my beliefs. I'm not doing it. And he's like, well, it's, it's in the handbook. I said, where's the handbook? When was that made? And it was like 1949, 1950. <laughs> I'm like, this is, you know, this is 2010. You know, where the hell, you know, they need to update that shit. But since he, you know, the, the district manager raised Kane about it, I'm like, well, if I got to cut my hair, so do all the women. And I threw that in his face, and he, well, no, because they're women. I'm like, okay, I'm a man. If they could cut their hair short, that's their prerogative. If they want to leave it long, that's their prerogative. They're a human, same as me. I said, so I had that choice. So he, he kind of got ill about it. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what. I said, I'll make, I'll compromise with you. I said, you give me a ball hat and I'll put it underneath it. I'll put it all underneath the ball hat. You don't have to worry about seeing anything. All right. So I did. He comes back. I guess he was in a bad mood. Because he came in with an attitude and he seen me and he turned around, called the manager in the office. Then he left and then the manager called me in the office. He said, district manager just talked to me. I'm like, yeah, he goes, you need to shave your beard and mustache off. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, he was just, he was being a fucking asshole is what he was. And I went in to work. I took my uniform, my shirt, my name tag, everything, and I put it in, set it on the, in the office, and they looked at me. They're like, what? You quitting? I'm like, I can't work for a fucking asshole. I said, I, I can work with women. I can work with women with nice asses. I can work with guys that are some asses, but I cannot work with a complete fucking asshole. And that's for the district manager. And I even told him, I said, you let him know if I wasn't on probation, I'd be waiting right out that door in the parking lot waiting on his ass. Because I at that point in time, I didn't give a fuck. You know, it, it made me ill that, you know, I was to be part-time. It's discrimination, that's all it is. Right. And I mean, this guy turned around and seen one of my friends, she was pregnant and she was working in Delhi and she was pregnant. So her shirt was untucked. And this guy comes up to her, district manager, same fucking guy, goes, why ain't your shirt tucked in? 
And he, she turned around. She goes, well, I'm pregnant. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I just thought you were really fat. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, this guy was a really fucking asshole. Back then, and, um, and then on another girl that I that was a friend of mine that I worked with, and uh, she had hoop earrings in. And on a Sunday, there at the deli, they get slammed big time by after church. Everybody goes and gets their dinner from there. Well. They came in, got their stuff, and then they go to the register to pay for it. And he sees her there, and he turned around in front of customers and says, "You need to take those hoop earrings out because you look nothing like you know. You look like a freaking whore." But yet, they didn't fire him. They ended up fucking promoting him. Anyone report to the state about it? That I called and all I. It was got put on hold. Yeah. Yeah. All these and, like, oh, we got the employers back. You know, we have, we have, it's like the um work. Mm-hmm. That the last storm that we lost about good, like 15 feet of our land, we contacted FEMA for a grant because it cost $31,000 to get the brook to, to dig another direction out of the brook so it won't kick chip off our land. And they denied us. And we shopped around. We got different prices. First price we got was forty-two thousand. We got found someone to do it for twenty-nine thousand. And still, nope. Well, see, that's like with uh, with uh, Dish. This is when WWE was twenty-four-seven on Dish, mm-hmm. and I called about it, and I was told. Yeah, we can do that for you. We can get it on there for you. Like, all right, cool. Hook me up. And they did. Did a good job. They came in, got done, and out they went. So I grabbed my controller, and I'm flipping through the channels looking for WWE 24-7. I don't find it. So I call Dish Network and like, you know, hey, I'm looking for the WWE Network and it's not on here. They're like, well, we don't carry that, sir. I'm like, what the fuck? So I called my lawyer and I was like, man, I was told that this network, this satellite company, I asked them three questions. And they all said yes to it, all three of them. So I'm like, all right, then hook me up. And I got it put in. I said, and then I don't get what I asked for. And my lawyer's like, he goes, you you might as well just forget about it. He goes, because there's so many fucking loopholes that they got in that contract that it covers their ass no matter what they say or do. So I'm like, that's fucked up shit. That's fucked up. One thing I wanted to say right now, when you talk about being a professional, I wanted to apologize to my audience if I was over the top with some subjects last week about Logan Paul or the Vince McMahon. I really, it just, makes me angry for you have rich 
is an apology. I'm not going to say assholes. Rich people who think that they can manipulate others out of their money to make them richer with these lies and hypocriticism and everything. It's the way how the world is run these days. I overreacted by calling people names for falling for them. And I just want to say right now that as a professional, I apologize if I offended anyone with those remarks. Because there's, there's, there's some things they joke around and, you know, you offend someone, you say, oh, come on, it's a joke. And there's like point blank calling like the world a bunch of morons, a bunch of marks. Well, I was with marks, there's a lot more like idiots for falling. There's a difference. And I thought that I was extremely harsh and this that doing people know where I was coming from. And that was just like the cable people. It's like, what the heck? Well, that's like, uh, I've been told this numerous number of times that you need to watch what you say because you'll get hit with a lawsuit or be sued. I'm like, fuck that. This is America. On the podcast? You know? No, I mean, just numerous number of people. Just okay. on anything. Just on okay. anything, you know? And I look at it this way. People are like assholes. Everybody has one. Or opinions, I should say. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. It doesn't, doesn't mean you're right. It doesn't mean you're wrong. That's your opinion, sir. You could, you could tell me all about it. You could tell me what you think of Vince McMahon. Okay, that's your opinion. And I might agree with you. Then again, I, I may not. That's my prerogative. That's my choice. You know, like I said, this is, you know, America has gone to hell. Yeah, because people need to understand. And trust me, I looked, when I started this podcast, I want to have no filter. And so like, I have a family member. Who's a who's a civil lawyer? And I ask questions, and they say right. they have to prove that they lost income or face for the remarks that you said. Just because their feelings are hurt is going to get dismissed. Right? But if they lost a right. certain amount of income, or like people. I guess this goes along with income as well. Like lose customers or something like that because of what you said. They have a right to sue for slander. Other than that, just because your feelings got hurt, you have no case. Right. I mean, that's like when uh, I ain't gonna lie. I I lived in a I lived in Kansas City, Kansas, in the area of Wyandotte County, and I had a friend that lived in uh, in uh, like Merriam, Kansas, which is Johnson County, the pretty much the Beverly Hills of Kansas. And I would always, me, me and him would go out all the time, hang out, drink, you know, go to the bar, have a few drinks, you know, and all. And I would go home that night. I'd drive home. And I got, I was driving home. And next thing I know, I see lights behind me. So I'm like, oh, fuck. And, you know, I was like 24 at the time, and I looked like I was 10. 
So I got pulled over almost every fucking day. So I was used to getting pulled over. So I pulled over, had my license registration out. I lowered my window down. I just sat there like that. You know, had my hand with my paperwork all in my hand, just waiting. The next thing I know, I get my hand grabbed. They pop open my door, pull me, swing me out of my car, throw me up against my Firebird. I almost busted my face on the back windshield. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I went to turn around. I get a nightstick to my legs and I drop. They pick me back up and throw me up against it. The back of the car again, they put a nightstick at the back of my neck. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, so, you know, I'm standing there. I'm not giving them a reason whatsoever to fuck with me, you know, to, you know, say I'm resisting or anything. So I'm like, what the, you know, all I'm asking is what's going on? You know, and the guy, you know, they got kept on frisking me with, you know, and everything. Two more cop cars show up. This is in Johnson County. And they searched my searched me, then find a handcuff me, puts me in the back of their car, and did not even ask to search mine. And they brought a canine in to search my car. Didn't find a goddamn thing on me. Kept me there for an hour. They pulled me out of the car. They took the coast off me and they're like, you're good to go. I'm like, oh, hell no. I went back to my car. I got my notepad and out of my console, my, my pen. I said, I want every one of you motherfucking badge numbers and your name and your superior officer's name and his badge number. I want it right now. And, you know, they gave it to me. I said, you all be fucking hearing from my lawyer. And I went, you know, next day I called my lawyer and all. My lawyer's, you know, he's like, come to the office, you know, and all. I went there. He's like, all right. He told him what the fuck happened and all, and he goes, okay. He goes and makes a phone call. He comes back, shuts his briefcase. He goes, I'm sorry, you have no case. I'm like, what the fuck? I said, dude, I got a bruise here from the nightstick shoved in the back of my neck. I got bruises from the hand, you know, handcuffs. If that don't mean that they, you know, I don't know what else to tell you. Unless they, you know, they shoved that nightstick up my ass. You got my feces and DNA on there to show proof that they did that shit. What else? You know, they're like, they have came up with a new law called probable cause. So they claim that they had probable cause on me due to the fact that they thought I was a person that was wanted for Grand Theft Auto. And I'm like, if I was wanted by for Grand Theft Auto, I wouldn't be driving around in my Firebird. I'd be driving around in a, you know, DeLorean or a Ferrari, 
or Coyote or, you know, or Bentley. You know, but like I said, it's my life. I've been through hell and back and I'm still here. Thank the man above for that. The thing with police officers, which I'm not saying, I'm not excusing this at all. I'm not right. saying officers are top-notch protectors of the, of the citizens. I'm not saying that. But people would take that issue and blow it up mm-hmm. to a point they try to make money off it or try to... Case in point, have you ever seen those videos where people were like, really be like assholes to the officers about, you know, they'll be asking, why are you videoing at a post office? Yeah. They call and they're like, oh, I have my remember rights, you know. Oh, he stepped for me. He's being aggressive. Part of me is going, man, if I was a police officer, I would say, fuck these people. Well, that's like, I have a, I have a good friend of mine that is a police officer in Kansas City, Kansas. And he wanted me to join the academy with him at one point in time. And I'm like, no, no way. He goes, why? You don't think you'll make it because of your height? I said, no. I said, that ain't it. I said, knowing my ass and how I am, I'm not racist. I'm not anything like that. Beyond means, you know, I'm far from that. I said, but if I go on a call and I'm there and I see a woman that is beat up so badly that I can barely tell it's a woman and the guy is there still and telling us to get the fuck off his property that, you know, is not, you know, she's the one that started it. I would have just reached over and grabbed, you know, a knife, threw it in his pot, in in his hand, and just turned around and shot the bastard. Because nobody needs to be treated like that. I mean, if you're defending yourself from a woman, you, I mean, if she has a black eye or like a bruised cheek or whatever like that, and I'm talking about this is like if she slaps you, fucking suck it yeah. up and take it. I'm telling you right. about physically, like, very harm, like. I don't want to say death. Yeah, when you're you know, like, really like fucked up, like a stab wound, a gun, something right. like that that will really harm you. I, you know, I know people say you never hit a woman. Well, if someone's coming with me like a broken bottle, you know, jabbing exactly. me, guess what? I'm defending myself. But if you see some a woman who looks like she got the shit kicked out of her, that's you just, you know, you just neutralize the situation. That's all you do. You do not like put an exclamation point behind it. You do not, because if you put an exclamation point behind it, it's going to make it look like you're a fucking liar. Right. Beat the shit out of her. But that's it, why, you know, that's why I turn around to it. I said, no, I say, because my first time on the call, and if it's a bad call, you know, you know, on that, and I, I, I get ill and I end up doing something with, because my temper's shorter than I am. Okay. If I'm four nine and my temper's way shorter than I am. I know for a fact if I was, you know, I would I would have lost the job as a police officer my first day because of some of the bullshit that they have to deal with. Yeah, because people twist things. People twist things. I don't know if you heard this case in Las Vegas. 
a high school kid, there was a smaller kid who was getting bullied. So he like went between the group of kids that was born you know, and the other kid told him to leave him alone. The kids leave. After school, same kids jumped the kid, the guy. And they beat him to death. And the guy, guy's not getting up. He's done. And it was a white kid that got beaten up with a with a black, I don't want to say gang. It wasn't confirmed it was a gang. But a group of black kids. And not one person is even considering, hey, this might be a race crime. This might be a hate crime, racism. But because if it was a black kid who got beaten oh, up, you know like a, oh, it'll, it'll be, be like a pass interference call that's blatant in the NFL and all the flags are getting thrown at. I mean, and it's just like, what the, we're not even considering, we're not even going to investigate, look into it. I mean, these kids might, you know, said some fucked up shit. We're not just, we're not going to even consider it. We're just going to say, you know what? Oh, that's too bad. The kid got beat. Oh, we'll probably, these kids will probably get smacked back in the hand. Maybe some juvie. But we're not going to mention one point, like, hey, this might be the kid they were bullying before the other guy got intervened. He was white. Mm-hmm. But I mean, no. like I said, and then he would take things and they twist them in a way that it's exactly. just like, no, it's just fucking, it's disgusting. It really is. It, it makes it, and no offense, because my son is from this generation. And I love my son to death and all, but at the same time, I want to put a foot in his ass due to the fact that this generation is totally fucked up. And, and I'll be the first. You know the kids look up to? Kids look up to like Logan Paul. That's who they look up to. That's their heroes. That's their Roma. Not like, you know, people might talk shit about the four horsemen growing up in the 80s, but what they were right. businessmen. That's how they were. They were businessmen. They got the job done. Logan Paul, oh, yeah. what, what is he? I mean, what is he exactly other than more eyes on the pro? He, I, I know he got he got kicked off of YouTube. He, this is his second channel because he's he televised. He did a video for likes for clicks when he found a dead body. Didn't report to the police. Right. Well, I mean, that's like you know, like I I probably said this one a hundred a million times. I'll say it over and over again. You and I growing up. We're old school. Yeah. When they told us you had an assignment, we had to get that book, read it from cover to back cover, from you know, from front to back, read it. Then we would have to turn around and write down in our own words what we what the subject of the story was and everything about it and everything. I try to get cliff notes. Now, Nowadays, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, hey, Google, the bio of Abraham Lincoln, boom. And they're like, oh, okay. And they don't even have to fucking write it. All they got to do is on a laptop. Well, it's, it's technology. It's like technology. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to blame Generation Z, and I don't want to blame the parents of Generation Z. What I do blame 
is technology today. It's a school I mean, system, really. It's a really school system. I mean, when we grew up in school, going to school, we didn't ever, ever have to go through the metal detector. We had nobody checking our book bags for a bomb or anything like that. No. Like, this no, is, this and, is one of the reasons why I moved to this part of Vermont, because if I was in Briarwood, was about 20 minutes away, I heard stories about how that that high school is like a prison now. It's like prison gangs won't they they trash bathrooms and teachers or anyone doesn't do it because they're afraid that parents will accuse right. them. The school, the high school that's near me, that my kids will be going to, the only issue they had was during hunting season on a Monday, someone saw a rifle in one of the kids' pickup trucks and they like had a fit over it. And right there, it, and, it, and it was proven, and I can see the point, kid went hunting, wasn't thinking, then more, well, maybe wait for school that day, went right to school, the gun was with them. It, that makes sense. But when right. you have a gun in your backpack, what the fuck is that all about? Why do you need that? I mean, back when we were growing up, my dad had his truck. He had a gun rack in the back. He had two to three rifles hanging off it. Not one was fucking touched. We could go to the store, leave the windows down, leave the doors unlocked, go in, get what we need, and come back out, and those three guns would still be sitting in those racks, untouched. And also, this degeneration, keep in mind, everyone's all about the Second Amendment right lives and everything. And you're just like, wait a second, I didn't get an AR-15. I found this out recently. In Keene, New Hampshire, I can get an AR-15 for 500 bucks. And all they have to do, all they do is they just check, give you a very light. And yeah. I mean, when we, when we were in school, if we had an issue with another student, we didn't wear a black trench coat and took the gun in our, you know, rifle or whatever in our our coat. We came to school with these. This is what we yeah. fought with. You know, and now these kids nowadays are, you know, carrying a backpack, they gotta get checked out because they got like a three fifty, you know, three fifty seven in the in the backpack or a, you know, Whatever, and I, I mean it's it's fucking ridiculous. Because back when we were going to school, the worst thing that was ever we got busted for was a pack of cigarettes in our backpack. The thing, that drives me nuts, the thing that really drives me nuts is if someone comes up to your kid and punches him right in the face, and I kick him when he's down, that kid will get suspended. If your kid, like this, say, ducks the first, the kid throws the first punch, and the kid and your son defends himself, doesn't right. him he's down, just neutral once again neutralizes the situation. Your kid's son suspended because he dished out the violence. See, that's Michael, the same Michael, thing. That Michael's, Michael's going to get taught that if someone is threatening you and they are within arm's length, and you feel like that he is going to throw, I want you to drop him. I do That's not, the way I taught my boys. I taught my boys the, the old school way is called, like in wrestling, 
We call it the three tater rule. You hit somebody and it's stiff, you tell them, lighten it up, lighten up. If you're in the ring and they hit you again for the second time, you tell them, lighten up last warning. Yeah. Third time they hit you, they become me. You beat the living fuck out of them. I, I wouldn't care about the first warning. If they swing first, they're there to like to hurt you. You drop them. It's like Top Gun. If you remember the the eighty six version of Top Gun, they say uh-huh. fire. Now it's fired upon. Right. I, I grew up. I know people are like, oh, violence is not the answer. I grew up with my mom my saying, I, it's my, mom, my mom saying, if someone swings at you. Take the hit. We don't want you to get in trouble. Well, and see, like, that's why. One time I defended myself. Mm-hmm. One time I defended myself. I'm walking the hallway. You know, you walk the other line, the other line is there. Some kid decided to take the side of my head, smash it against the wall, just like, and I had full, of course, lucky me, had the whole metal braces thing going on. And inside oh. of my mouth, like, this, it's, Oh, it just got committed with it. And I and I turned around, I took my history book, and I nailed him. And I got in trouble with my mother. And I took a three-day suspension. Meanwhile, I'm at the orthodontist as they're cutting my mouth away from the metal braces because the impact was so great. My dad was pretty much going. My dad was pretty much like, "Yeah, he fucked around," you know. So I was like, like, my he was like for it, but he would not speak against up against my mother about it. He was picking and choosing his battles. That's like my one of my boys in I think it was elementary school. Guy behind me sticking him with the pencil in his back, a sharp pencil. My son goes like I told him. I said, "You go by the three tater rule." He stuck him. My son turned around and told him, stop. He stuck him again. My son turned around to him. I said, stop. Quit. Last warning. And the teacher got on my son. She goes, Charles. And my son told him. Told the teacher. He is sticking me with the pencil in my back. What the teacher said. Just stop. Kid did it third time. My son got up, turned around, and decked that son of a bitch. Hmm. My son comes home, tells me he's suspended. I'm like, <laughs> oh no. And I went, I went and I told him. I said, I called him right before school, you know, just before school was out. And, you know, I told him, I said, I'm coming in, me and my wife, and we want our son there with us when we have this meeting with the principal, his counselor, and the teacher that the incident happened at. And I said, we're all going to be in that office, and we're going to hear everything about this, and we're going to straighten this out. And they're like, well, 
your son, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, right off the bat, my son was defending himself. Do you say, who instigated it? Who instigated it? Oh, what he did? Where's the problem with my son? Yeah, I turned around. I grabbed my son. I turned around. I showed him the three hole, you know, the marks that the kid left of the, the lead pencil in his back. I was like, now I can get you guys and that kid for attempted murder on this. I said, because that lead is still in his back. I said, and you did not do a damn thing about it. School system's weak. Have you noticed the similarities between the school system and what prison is? Right. And like I said, they're like, well, you know, your son is going to be suspended. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, my son is not going to be suspended for defending himself. He warned this kid not once, not twice. Third time, it's free game. I said, he warned him twice. Teacher didn't do a damn thing about it except tell the student to stop. Like, they're going to listen. They, the kid don't even listen, probably don't even listen to his mom and dad. What makes you think he's going to listen to a teacher? Yeah. And it's, they're it's, like, the well, goes, fuck around, see what happens. Then there's the third part. Fuck around, see what happens, play the victim card. And they're like trying to suspend my son. I'm like, no, you're not going to suspend my son for for what the situation that occurred. He had every right. I said, to be honest with you, if it was me, I, I would have just turned around and decked him, not even gave him a warning. So I wouldn't even say, don't suspend my son. I'd just be like, like, I was just being like, you know, hey, if he fucked around, so what happened? Want to suspend my son? Do what the fuck you want. But I'm telling you this right now. There'll be no recommendations against them. I'm not going to sit down. I'm going to fucking take them out and celebrate with them for the right cross. I am not not doing a damn thing because I don't feel like a damn thing needs to be done. You want to suspend them? Go ahead. He'll love the vacation time, but he's going to enjoy it like a vacation, not like a suspension. And they're like, well, "Well, sir, we have to reprimand and show discipline here. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. What are you going to do to that kid for stabbing my son three times with a lead pencil? What are you going to do? And this is after the teacher told him to stop. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you suggest? I said, oh, no, don't make me suggest it. Because I, I'll tell you right now, that kid would be kicked out of school for for his actions. More or less, that, to me, that's a terrorist threat. If you want to get technical now with this generation and on, they're like, well, no, 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 sir, no, sir. I'm like, I said, if you're going to suspend my son, and my son's like, you know, I'll take it. I said, no, 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 no. I said, you're not going to get suspended for, for your offending, you know, offending, you know, defending yourself. I said, the deal is if you got to deal with it or do you accept the the suspension? He goes, yeah. I'm like, then what is going to happen to him? Turn around, point at the other kid. 
If you're gonna say and, like he suspended because of acts of violence, he instigated it. What's gonna happen to him? I don't want to say like I miss like kick him out of school, but definitely he should serve. Should he should serve double than my son? And that's what I was telling him. I said, so what's gonna happen to him? They're like, what it sounds like he has a record. Like says I has a record of repeated incidents and shit like that. So it's like Demon Green of Golden State, guy in a fight. Last night, the Warriors game, he's going to serve 10 game suspension. Why so heavy? Because he's been suspended for fighting time and time and time mm-hmm. again. Yep. But like I said, you know, that, that incident happened, and, you know, I was like, my boy didn't do anything wrong. Well, he turned around and hit the guy. I said, because the guy was stabbing him with this pencil in the back. And you didn't do a goddamn thing about it. So, of course, my son will take matters in his own hands. I'm not going to get on to him for something that I would have done the same thing. I wouldn't have waited three, you know, three times get stabbed. First time, I would have just turned around and done it. I said, uh, thing is, you don't do that shit. I said, that's, you know, I believe an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. I said, and, you know, if he did something wrong, they go, well, the teacher's like, well, how he he did get that. I said, did my, my son started it. I said, how on earth did he start it when he was in front of you and was facing you? And this kid started stabbing my son in the back with his pencil. How on earth can you tell me with a straight face and tell me my son started it? Explain that to me. And the teacher didn't, she couldn't say shit. And the thing nowadays, these kids... You know, they don't understand a thing. The teacher will go and look at the board and say, I'm telling you once time only, one time only. And if you don't get it, that's on you. Because that's what one teacher did to my boy. You and I growing up, if we didn't understand it, my teacher, she turned out, she goes, Come in and to school an hour early and we'll work on it with you. Okay. I'm like, yes, ma'am. And I did. I told my mom, you know, hey, mom, they're needing me there an hour earlier to be in school. And they're like, why is that? I'm like, mom, my teacher is going to help me to break this subject down so I can actually understand it. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's teaching. Nowadays, they don't give a shit. All they see is if there's an ass in those chairs, then they're they're getting paid. That's all they're worried about is the damn paycheck, and that's fucking sad. You know, it's also because, known, it's also known as, and I'm not defending them or anything because they should be. It's not should be about the money they got in teaching. It's because they want to teach kids the love of teaching kids. You know, love right. kids. That's what they got into it. But teachers are underpaid. 
Oh, and definitely. Of, and a lot of them are probably just going, you know what? If no one cares for me, why should I care for them? Well, see, that's like I, I my, just, wife. my wife who's an inventory manager at a hardware store gets as paid as much as Michael's teacher in preschool. Well, see, that's like my son. I mean, my wife, actually. My wife is a CNA. And she was making like $10 an hour. 12-hour shifts. You go to McDonald's, there's a guy in there flipping burgers for 15 fucking dollars, starting pay. There is something wrong right there. Yeah, people need to eat. Yes, people need to eat. I understand that. But this is we're talking humans' lives that my wife has to take care of. And what's worse you know, about the whole country and everything? How's your grocery bill doing? That's you know, because our grocery bill used to be a Q hundred fifty bucks a week, sometimes two hundred, depending on the event. The white runs, 150 runs, oh, it's up to 230. The prices are going up. And I'm going to say yeah. this once. My wife hates it when I say this, but it's true. And I fucking hate when I have to admit this. But when the Republicans were in office, these prices were not skyrocketing out of control. Just saying that. I'm just saying those are the, those are, people look it up. Look it I up. mean, I ain't gonna lie. I am a Democrat. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm an independent. I, I was a Democrat until they put Joe in there, and all I gotta say is that the saying is as it goes: "Say it ain't Joe." Joe, say it ain't true. Joe, say it ain't true. Well, people want because the office. That's what it was. Oh, definitely. Right now. I I want to go to every election place that is here, and if I could, and vote every single time for tr Trump. You know, I ain't gonna lie. Trump was, you know, I I didn't approve of Trump at first, the way he was doing shit and all. But but Joe Trump is an angel. He's a he's a saint. God sent. A saint to us at that time, and we didn't even look at it that way. And Trump, I mean, I guarantee it, Trump's going to win no matter what. Robert, why are you going to get my cabins? Yeah. Um, I don't know if Trump, if Trump is indicted. And there goes all chances of him winning the election. There's there's no way if he gets indicted. The person no. the, the person that the, the Republicans need to say need to cut ties to Trump, get Ron DeSantis as your Republican rep. That will win the White House. I'm telling you that right now. And I know people are like gonna say like, oh, you know, he's racist stuff. I'm not talking about who I would vote for. I'm just saying right now, Ron DeSantis will win the president's elections if he gets it not. And the same people that said I was crazy, I didn't know what I was talking about, were the same people who said the same thing when I said Donald Trump's going to beat Hillary Clinton. 
and I was calling all sorts of names and everything. And look what happened. Well, I mean that you know people were like with Obama. Oh my God, you know. Oh my God, the first black president. Oh my God, all oh, the world's going to hell and all. And the thing is, they were saying all that, but yet they weren't saying, "Oh my God, Obama." What the hell is he doing when the gas the price went down to like a dollar, dollar fifty? Also, also another thing is, it's they always say Republicans or Democrats. That's what they focus on debates. Mm-hmm. They need an independent. They need yeah, they do. Person, they need a third person to get as much spotlight as the other two sides. That's what they need. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, because you can't, because I think last year's election, a lot of people, including myself, was going, who's the less of two evils in this? Right. That's where it came down to. Now it's, now I'm just like, you got to get your Biden out. You got to get the prices. I mean, the girl, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, oh, foreign policy and stuff like that. It feels like it's been proven. That when Trump was in office, or a Republican, I'm not going to say Trump, a Republican when he's in office was was a complete asshole. But it was America first. Meanwhile, with Joe Biden, we sent how much money to Ukraine? How much money to Israel? How much is our groceries these days? I make mean, a property tax bill. Was a Q four hundred twenty dollars every couple of months went up to five hundred sixty nine dollars, and it's like no explanation behind it. I am not. Also, the big thing with Biden is the age. Biden is. You got to keep in mind the way Biden is in Metro State State right now is four years from now. How is it going to be? If the Republicans are smart, they get they'll put Harris. They'll say Biden will lean the VP, represent the Democrats, and they are smart. But for the sounds of it, they're going to put all their chips in for Biden. And I'm not saying if Ron DeSantis it gets the Republican nod, I'm not saying Trump's not going to be on the ballot. He'll find his way to go on the ballot. Oh yeah. But it's just some people also need to realize. There's honor that is lost in this world today. UFC, okay, Dana White said some spot, one of his major sponsorships of UFC contacted him, said the big, the little thing you put Donald Trump on your personal page, I want you to take it down. And he told him no. Okay, I get that. It's your personal page. You support Trump. You're not telling everyone else to who to support. For. Okay. I want that slide. But the last UFC, Trump was there. And who was walking with Trump? Kid Rock to his right, Dana White to his left. Come on. And they kept on calling him President Trump. Not former President Trump, just President Trump. You lost. I am sorry you lost. Sorry your butt hurt about it. But accept your defeat and move 
on. Yep. I believe, I believe the only reason why Trump lost is because everybody's like, oh, there's somebody that's a Democrat that actually is against Trump. And look what Trump did all this time and all. So we're all going to vote for Joe Biden. And you know, and, what, you know what? Also, also they said the election was rigged. I can tell you this right now. That last election, that's not the only election that was rigged. And the election gets rigged all the time. Chinese always have the, the Chinese men always have their hands in it. The Russians always have their hands in it. This is just like Michigan was getting accused of sign stealing. And all these former coaches came out saying, like, we all did that. Every election does that. And they make it sound like, oh, this is the first time ever that Donald Trump lost the election because he got cheated. We haven't had any past times. How do you think Barack Obama got his second term or his first term? There was some fuckery with the numbers. Those are legit numbers. These days, is known as, this is you gamble on who wins the election. And if you win, hey, that's great. You want some money. We all lose in the end. That's like with those people that voted for Obama. You know, they're like, holy shit, he won. I mean, they're they probably were drunk and <laughs> I just vote, voted for Barack. And then next day, holy shit, he won. Oh my God. Oh, who you know that one vote that you just gave that you you were drunk and you gave that to him, that's on you. You know, that's probably the one vote that put him over to win. Dude, I've had family, yeah. I have family members that don't talk to me anymore because I said they want to know who I was going to vote for. I said, I didn't know. They say, like, who do you think is going to say, oh, come on, right now, who do you want to vote for right now? And my exact words were, if you had a gun to my head, and I had to pick one or the other, or eat a bullet, I will vote for Trump. Because Hillary Clinton would act also like, oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> and Donald Trump, you know that, oh, God, here we go. And I see it coming. No surprises here. And that right. half family have not spoken to me since. And the funny thing is in all of this is, when it was election time, I wrote in Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I mean, we forget. I mean, during the Democrat, you know, primary when you had to you know, vote for Clinton or Bernie, said I went to the gym. It's two true fucking story. Went to the gym, middle of February. Figure I'll just be in and out, whatever like that. I was outside in my gym clothes, just covered in sweat, for over four and a half hours. I got to a point when I got home. Heather threw me in a warm bathtub immediately because I was suffering through hyperthermia. I couldn't write, even write my name straight because I was like really aching, my hand was shaking and stuff like that. And we forget all that shit. But when someone says Clinton or Trump, I say one, you don't like the answer. You don't even think to yourself, what about Bernie? Oh, I'm playing right Bernie in regardless. That would end it. Not just come to this one family member said, like, only Nazis would vote for Trump or something like that. And I said, and I said that I believe in free speech. If that's going to make me a Nazi, then by God, I'm a Nazi. 
they took that conversation and cropped that part off to the part where it's the cause that I, right. that's it was a Nazi and emailed it to my boss at the time. No, nothing with it. Just an email that said, Nick Muscat says, if I'm a Nazi, then guy, by God, I'm a Nazi. Well, see, that's like my wife. When I, I get these uh, telemarketers that call, and all of my wife's like, don't say yes. Uh, what are you talking about? She goes, when they ask you questions, do not say yes, because they can edit that and get it to where they say, well, you agreed to this. And I'll no, I don't. No, I didn't. Well, it, it shows here. And we even got it on recording that you said yes. So yeah. my wife's like, so don't say yes anymore. No, you know what you do? You tell your wife this. This is my advice. What you do? If you pick up the phone and tell a marketer, you just go, like, I always pick up phone. There's a Chinese place called Painter North close by. And I always go like, Painter North, what's your order? What's your order, Painter North? Painter North. Hello? Hello? Click. Stupid American. Click. <laughs> you know, it's like, I do it. My dad taught me to do that. I do that to this day. It's like, Damn. you know, I'm like, what the fuck did I just call? It's like, you fuck like with my, me. Guess what? I'm going to fuck with you. My grandmother. God rest her soul. She was from the mountains of Mexico. Never spoke any English. All, well, she learned some. She learned Walmart, Price Choppers, Kmart, and Target. And I mean, and if she answered the phone, if you talked English to her, the hell with you. And hung up the phone on him. <laughs> this is a this was a 99-year-old woman that was stood about four foot four foot five. And I mean, <laughs> I love that woman to death. God rest her soul. I miss her every single day. But I, that little woman. I wouldn't even mess with. She would carry a 38 in her purse, carried a little two shooter in her bra, and a, she wore garter belts. She had one garter belt that held a switchblade and another one that held a stiletto. And this was, she quit carrying them when she was like 90. It's so when they told her you need to stop carrying them. So that's the thing. I'm like, wow. So it just makes you wonder, you know, about your grandparents nowadays, you know. Yeah. She she used to roll up her own cigarettes. She made her own drink, her own wine. And I'm like, what, grandma? My mom, when she was alive, she goes, yeah. Like, wow. That's part of the toughness, toughness of America. Mm -hmm. right, before before we wrap up, I mean, you're right about you know, I've experienced this before, didn't fall for it. But good friends of my parents, they call my dad up, you know, the usual conversation, and he started bitching. And my dad's like, well, "What's wrong?" Well, we got a phone call from someone say they're from the electric company. They said. You're behind on your payments. Your checks never cashed. We need six thousand dollars 
Now we'll shut you off in 24 hours. Here's the information to send us the money. They send the money and they, first of all, they should have called the electric company, called back and see what's going on. But no, they say, oh my God, we owe $6,000. They send the money. It wasn't the electric company. They never saw a cent of that money back. I've gotten the phone calls before from people saying, you must talk to us now or we, because of past payments, or we will call the police and they will come in and arrest you. And I'm just like, huh, that once is covered that day at least, you know, three hots in the cot. You know, it's like. That's like, uh, they told me that I won, that I got selected or something like that. And I was, I was going to win that I won $55,000. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I said, you know, so when do you, when you might, when are you going to send it to me? They're like, oh, well, you need to send us $500. I'm like, wait a minute. If I won $55,000, why don't you take $500 of that $55,000 that I won and just take it out of that? You know, like game shows. Game shows when you see someone winning a hundred thousand dollars, stuff like that, they charge the taxes. Mm -hmm. And then when they get out, as soon as they get off that stage, bam, IRS is right there. The thing is, though, they don't wait until you get a hundred thousand dollars, they want their money now. And then you can pick it. And if you're like, oh, I can't afford this, well, guess what? You forfeit the price. That's you bullshit. You just don't forfeit the prize. That's the secret of games that the you know, TV right. that talk about. So it's like right. ever, since, ever since then, I can't watch Jeopardy. I can't watch anything like that. I just it's like the guy that took Alec Trebek's place in Jeopardy. It, I just realized it's the same guy that became the first ever millionaire in Jeopardy. You never knew that. I, I just realized that. That tells you how slow I am. <laughs> and, and Jeopardy is not like, you know, anything. Uh, real fast, before I let you go, you know, yes, next, Monday, next Monday is Philly at Kansas City. You know that, right? Oh, is it? Yes, it is. Probably this episode's uploaded. The game will have already happened, but Philly at Kansas City. Cool. Just saying. Who are you uh, predicting to win? I think Philly goes to Kansas City and gets revenge. <laughs> oh man, that's like but my Eddie promoter. Eddie Reed's like eighteen and one or something like that. Games after the bye week, so it's gonna be a good game, regardless. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna be all excited for it. I'm gonna be Eagles jersey. Like here we go. End of the first quarter. I'm gonna be. <laughs> Why a Monday nighter? Why couldn't it be a Sunday night game starts a little earlier? Why couldn't I be a Sunday nighter or a four o'clock? Why a Monday nighter? Why? Right. right. That's like with me, you know, these shows that we do, these independent wrestling shows, you know, we never start on time. We're both, you know, doors open at five. We get the, you know, both of be starting at six. Fuck, we never start on time. You know, and I'm like, and they're like, what? And I said, man, 
you know, after the show's all done and over with, I'm like dragging ass and like, what's wrong, Max? I'm like, dude, by the time the first bell rang for the, to the, for the first wrestling match, I'm usually in bed by that time. I'm like, man, I said, I'm fucking 58 years old. Same way with me with like, no care, bingo. It's just like it's like before it was like seven to nine. Okay, you're seven to nine. Then they want to get hard games and do more games. And now it's yep. like 10 30. So after my stuff's done, it's just like, you know what? You guys kept me on too. I'm going home. You guys can clean up. Right. What do you do? Fire me? I'm a volunteer. Go ahead. Fire. I'll just keep my Saturday nights myself. That's like uh when I wrestled with uh Mitches with attitudes. I could break myself, I could break our ring down less than 30 minutes. And the thing is, they would, uh, as soon as the matches were over, I was the first one there. I'm already breaking, you know, I'm already breaking down the ropes and all, everything, taking everything down all. As soon as I get it down, I looked at the promoter. He gives me the peace sign. He either gives me the keys to the van or an Uber to go back to the hotel. Cause I don't, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any drugs. I'll just go and entertain. You know, I wrestle. That's all I did. That's what I got paid for. I didn't do anything else, you know, and I did, you know, that's the way I was. I didn't, you know, I didn't try to hook up with somebody. Shit, if that was the case, I would have a bitch in every fucking all 50 states, if not a kid already by out there. Because you would not believe how many women have a midget on their bucket list. Oh, yeah. They do. They, it's, it's, scary. it's taboo. It's dirty. Ooh, midget. Yeah, I mean, it was so fucking... I had a lesbian in Texas tell me she oh, she's always well she was bi actually but at the time she was dating this chick and she's like I've always wanted a midget and I've always wanted a Latino she goes I can get two in one with you she goes let me take my girlfriend home I'll go and put her in our guest ho- our guest room. I'll come back and I'll pick you up, bring you back to our house, and we'll get down and dirty. And I'm like, okay. And I, I watched him. She got her girlfriend in the car. She went around, got in the car, driver's side, started up, and then pulled out of the drive, you know, the parking lot. As soon as she turned and got on the main road. I ran to Harley, my my boss man, Harley. I'm like, boss man. Because yeah, I said, dude, I either get the keys to the van or you get me an Uber now. And I mean, I need it now. If not, get one of these bartenders or whatever to come and take me right down the road to the hotel. It is a crazy one. He goes, why? I said, dude, I got some bitch here that's wanting to fuck the shit out of me. He goes, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, no, I'm afraid that this bitch got a bigger dick than me. That's how scary it is. I said, so. Tie you down, Max. Yeah, no, 
So I'm no, like, you know, I'll be right back. And also you see I mean, big black you know, guy you know, coming. You know, I'm all I'm all down for freaky dicky and shit, but god damn, you know, is this chick gonna be, you know, she says she wanted to fuck me. I believe she would fuck me. That's what was scary about it. <laughs> Christ. Uh on that note, Max, thank you very much for coming on today. Not a problem, sir. Appreciate it. And We'll be right back with the special announcement from Killing the Bit. I really like this shirt. I don't know what it's about. I like this shirt. That's 75th anniversary for my friends at the Newbrook Fire Department. I. Just like this shirt. Another thing that I like is Capco Championships belts. This episode is sponsored by Capco Championship belts. Matter of fact, would you like a wrestling championship belt for yourself or as a present for that sports fan? That's where Capco comes into play. They are a small championship title belt maker company that specializes in recreations of some of your favorite championships in pro wrestling, as well as doing customization pieces for those who want their own personal championship belt. As of the taping of this episode, we are offering a pretty, pretty Black Friday discount for you for free shipping within the first 48 hours of this episode's upload date with the code CAPGO, that's in all capital letters, C-A-P-G-O. Afterwards, for the following five days, we will we get to offer you a 20% discount on that shipping cost. The first deal lasts 48 hours, so pick up on it now. Order your championship at capcointernational.com or facebook.com and search for Capco. Thank you once again, Capco, for sponsoring this episode. And I like this shirt. I'm sorry. Mr. Marcus will be joining us in just a moment here on Killing the Business Worldwide. We are back on Killing the Business Worldwide. Yeah, I am still wearing my Bowser shirt. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, or Amazon Music, switch over to YouTube real fast. You got to check this shirt out. This shirt is... I like this shirt. I'm like Jim look... with the hat. I like this shirt. You look so damn convincing. <laughs> So I so gonna put you on the spot. I did mention that I had a big Tony Khan like announcement coming up, and that is we are talking about you having your own segment. I don't know call it segment or show because the segment is part of the show, and you gotta have your own title, your own everything. Yeah, uh, one I appreciate you for that. You have no idea. Um, I'm still trying to iron out the ideas of what I actually want to go through. I have 
one or two things I think I might want to do. I'm mm-hmm. not 100% sure just yet, but I will definitely keep you in the loop. Man, Brian just messaged me saying he's putting his baby down. Okay. Right. Yeah. No, just let me know. But we target date the first, I see the first Saturday, Friday in January with the recording. The release will be the following Tuesday. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't know dates or anything like that anymore. I just, we just once you get to that age, you just say, "Yeah, we're gonna do like the first such and such and such and such month." I don't, I don't know the days anymore. I just stopped yeah. trying. <laughs> so we were talking about the state of professional wrestling a little bit more today, and there was something I mentioned yesterday, which I get hate for. I was all set to get hate for it. Is when we were growing up, we looked up to the WWF wrestlers, did we not? Yeah, that's that's not even an understatement. And like we were, we wanted to be like Hulk Hogan or Macho Man or any one of them. How that being the case, and kids today look up WWE superstars. How toxic is Logan Paul? Because he's been, say- out, he's been caught out a couple of times, blatantly lying, and. I'm not going to say he's toxic. I will say this. He's the heel WWE needs because he's like, he's more of a cross branded heel. So if you were to think of, um, I'm going to throw a name out there. Uh, it was Andy Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, he was the heel professional wrestling needed. And he worked with Jerry Lawler and it got Jerry Lawler over tremendously. Yeah, but don't you have to be a little more careful now with social media, the way it is? And, that, and that's why I said he's the, the heel the company needs right now because he is that cross-branded guy where it's like, you know, the kids love him. He, he He's this generation's John Cena in a way. Oh, no, don't give me that. No, don't I, give me I that. Don't, I don't mean like that. I don't mean like because your whole face is scrunching up like Bowser right yeah. now. No. <laughs> I don't mean like that. I mean like you remember back in the day with John Cena, all the kids yeah. loved him, all yeah. the adults hated him, but everybody respects him. Yes, I remember that. That's- but the, the difference between Logan and it's John is Logan Paul's come out and said he had the number one podcast. At the time I looked it up, I looked it up by country. He was not in the top ten. He said Prime Energy made one two point one two point two billion. That's the B last year. I looked into it, only made 220 million with an L. That's a big difference. And then he went off and said he's retiring 25 and oh time for boxing 25 and 0. I'm like, you lost to KSI. That's not 25 and 0. And that's why I said. He is this generation's John Cena in a way. I didn't say he was this generation John Cena. All the kids love him because all the kids are the ones subscribing to him. Everybody is trying to buy buy Prime and stuff like that. But all of us, like all the adults are like, this guy is a genuine dick. Why the hell are we supporting him? Don't get me wrong. If he wasn't, if he didn't spat out those lies, I would just be like, all right, he's some social media and someone's going to be a wrestler. Okay, no it's like, don't get me wrong. He is 
athletic as all hell. He took to WWE faster than I think I've ever seen really anybody, any celebrity take to WWE. Outside of probably Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, that's another one I think is a voice. But no, see, the thing is, Bunny brings money. And he also brings his star power. Because you can't say this and you can't you can't disagree with it. Had Bad Bunny not wrestled Damian Priest in Puerto Rico, you couldn't tell me that would have been that would have not been the best PLE the company had this entire year. I disagree. How so? How so? Because first of all, ever since Vince McMahon strong armed his way back into WWE from those sexual assault accusations and everything, okay. I I refuse to watch any WWE programming. So I okay. did not watch it. Okay, but I did, and I'm telling you, in terms of PLE this year, back or the WrestleMania backlash or backlash, whatever you want to call it. Easily the best PLE they had this entire year. Easily. And it's not close. And it I was bet, that. I bet you the crowd was absolutely going bullshit, going nuts. Oh, for every damn match. Yeah, but how yeah. much? How, but what's how? You're mixing WWE with other shit. It's just wrestling. Like, that's professional wrestling. Now it's going to say it's sports entertainment. If you're saying that's sports entertainment, that's why they can add the Wogan Paul and the Bad Bunny. Okay, then people should stop comparing and do AEW because that's professional wrestling. I and that's why, and that's why I'm saying, like, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. And I'm just saying off the top of my head, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania. I wouldn't be surprised. May God help us for the US title. I mean, if that's the case, then that's the case because it's like here you have someone who's obnoxious as all hell, but it's like he can back it up. He's he's that athletic enough to back it up against a genuine fan of the entire of of the company. Because Bunny Bunny brings star power, and a lot of people were not expecting. Put like this, the WrestleMania Bunny debut in, a lot of people were not expecting him to be that good. I didn't think it was that good to begin with. Yeah, but he surprised a lot of people where it's like, he's a, he's like, he's a celebrity who had really no training. He's a celebrity. That's the key word of this all. If he wasn't a celebrity, people would just be like, eh, just like Shawn Michaels. If it wasn't for Triple H's, you know, being best buddies with him, He'll be fired. He, that would be nobody that was it for us. Like, yeah, but then, but then again, like it brings his star power. It's it's bad money. He's the most streamed artist in the world. Every every album he's done streams like hell. And the just, fact that he had Damian Priest train him pretty much, and it's like he comes into a WrestleMania match. Like he's doing figure four leg locks. He's doing slice bread number twos. He's doing Canadian destroyers. It's like the hell. Uh, I hate to say this, but slice bread number twos aren't that hard to pull off. 
I know, but like for for him, for someone who never been in a wrestling ring. Yeah, but are, but but let me ask you this: Are people blowing too much smoke up his ass? Oh, buddy, no. It's because it's because he's earned it. He's only had two matches, and both of those matches have been actually very well, especially with the whole uh, street fight he had a damn with Damian Priest this year. A lot of people were not expecting that match to be as good as it was, and that's the reason. I can go so far to say this, and I'll, I don't know if you would disagree with me or not. I know you haven't seen ba- uh, WrestleMania Backlash. I, I advise you to go see it. Please do. Why the hell would I do that? It's because of that that PLE that WWE is like, well, shit, we can make more money of going across seas doing uh, PLEs across overseas and whatnot. Yeah, I got no problem with doing, doing overseas events. I think it's great. But what, Saudi, what Vince McMahon said about Saudi Arabia being the new home of the WWE during the Tyson Fury fight, right there, it's like Dana White's never said UFC's new home is like any other country. He always said Las Vegas, Nevada is the home of UFC. You see what they? Did I lose you? Uh, my camera dropped off for a second. That's fine. So, like I was saying, that you know, going to different countries, no problem with that. But when Vince McMahon said the new home of the WWE is Saudi Arabia, that that was a big kick in the balls towards the American fans who backed him up when he was the WWF and going to England maybe once in a while, who gave him where he was today. Dana White never said that about UFC. He's always said that UFC's home was in Las Vegas, Nevada. Even though he could go to different countries. That's fine. But say point blank, Saudi Arabia is the new home of the WWE. And on top of it, wave the American flag last Friday saying, hey, we salute the troops. Give me a fucking break. The the hypocritical flags are falling left and right. I mean, but it's Veterans Day. Everyone's gonna shoot out veterans things. My my nephew, and I love him to death. My nephew is in the Marines, and like, that's a hell of a choice to be in the Marines. It, it is, I and mean, um, God bless him. Thank for his service. But it's like you can say, like, it put a little tweet out. Happy Veterans Day. They did a whole fucking video package. And it's like, you just said the WWE's new home, Saudi Arabia. Now you're going USA, USA. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, but then again, it's WWE. Like, we know WWE's real. You got to remember the whole, I would say the whole thing with WWE and the whole veterans thing, it started ramping up with JBL and The Undertaker. Because you remember The Undertaker's nephew, he's he's in the military. Yeah. And you know, JBL... Despite the character he plays, JBL is uh he's been a staunch, staunch uh what you uh what's the word? Um damn, what's the word? He's well, been a staunch could... advocate. There we, there we go. He's been a staunch advocate for the for the military. And tweet something. Tweet something. Undertaker, tweet something. Don't be like, oh, we were it's you just like you just pretty much said fuck you, America, and then it's like, oh, but we still love you because we still get some revenue. 
But that's why I said it's like I would go so far to say, and I don't mean to disrespect the American audience, but it's kind of the American audience's fault that they're losing all their pay per views. I agree. Did you see the latest photos of Oscar being surrounded at an airport? And it's like, don't do that. Like, please don't do that. A lot of people were pissed off that you know Ray Mysterio told told a fan off, and it's like, did you not know the fan just literally came out of nowhere and just asked Ray Mysterio for his autograph? It wasn't even a, it wasn't an, an, even like a excuse me, are you excuse me, Ray Mysterio, like this, that, and the other, like being genuine. Yeah, also, Ray Mysterio is pissed off that the same person had a phone going and Mysterio was out. I didn't have his mask on. Of course not. He was in the airport. And he was, he did listen to, one fan did say, would you sign something? Just one fan said, want the item. And Mysterio said, yes, I will sign your item. But I'm not going to sign anything that people can make money off of. And but I mean, but that's how wrestlers are, like especially especially legends like Rey Mysterio. Look at this, right? If you get something signed by Rey Mysterio, you try to sell it, you're gonna make some money. It's Rey make, Mysterio, like two hundred bucks easily. Yeah, it, it he he's literally, and I would say this, he's literally the greatest luchador of the modern time. There's there's probably nobody who can touch him. That's why when people said Logan Paul, oh my God, it saved him from breaking his neck. I called bullshit on him. No, he did. Even Ray right. called it. Even no, even Ray called it and said he did because he under rotated his moonsault. He he, he they say the botch. No, he he no he under he under rotated his moonsault, and the he, fact I will say this, I give Logan Paul credit for the catch, because he had to fall like. In a weird, awkward position with his legs, just to catch Rey Mysterio. It was a great, it was a save. It was a great, good, nice save. But don't say, "Oh, Rey Mysterio is gonna break his neck." If you look at the angle, he had, he was able, he was able to, you know, get a hand down. So that still goes to impact in the neck, you know. I wouldn't say he wasn't gonna break his neck, but I will say he was. If he he was gonna get concussed. I mean, he he botched. He was going, but people are saying that. Oh, I was. I even Logan Paul came out and said, "I say Ray Mysterio for breaking his neck." Shut the fuck up. Coming from Mister Number One Podcast, Prime Energy Sales. Or- but, but then again, once again, it's Logan Paul. As I said before, he's the most polarizing person in the company right now. Yeah, he's- but would you? But would you let your son look up to him? I mean, if that, that, that's what my son wants to look up to. That's what my son wants to look up to. I'm not going to tell him, oh, you're not supposed to look up to this guy. If you feel like like he wants to look up to him, let him look up to him. That's what I say. Right. The modern-day John Cena. The kids love him. The kids will drink. I know you've seen the story about the kid who begged his mom, can you buy me a fried energy drink? I, I said it myself. I'll be damned if I ever buy my kids an energy drink. A uh, prime, I'll be damned if you don't even look at damn prime energy drinks. Don't even, don't even try. We don't even sell them around here. Like, don't. It's like, just, 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 just don't even ask me. Don't, 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 don't quote me on it. I, I don't want to hear nothing about it. Uh, but you no, know, it's Logan Paul. I don't give a damn about Logan Paul. I really don't. Like, you want something to drink? I get you a Gatorade. I get you a Powerade. Something like that. 
I'm not going to get you no damn prime. Okay. Um. Let's we'll see what else Brian said. Okay. So, in one aspect, I look at it and like what Logan Logan Paul said. You should separate that because he's a hell of a competitor. He's a great athlete in the ring. Even Barry Horowitz himself said the kid's pretty good. And he's very nitpicky on wrestlers. If you gotta take that aside, and we all heard the heavy speculations of Pat Patterson liking the little boys, you know, the young man going to, in the WWE. Story was brought up to by Mad Max about how he actually said something to the Hardy Boys when he first started. If we're going to say, nope, he's the first Intercontinental Champion. If we're going to cover up Jimmy Snuka's, you know, murdering his girlfriend. If we're going to say, nope, jump from the cage. This is only professional. And Eddie Guerrero was no angel himself, but he was Eddie Guerrero in the ring. Why aren't we giving the same treatment to Chris Benoit? Why aren't we just saying, hey, he was, you know, a hell of a comparator in the ring. And I know when people say, oh, he killed his family. But it was also proven that he has concussed so much. So much. The CTE was so severe that it deformed his brain. And that's why. Something that Paul Haven said a long time ago. He did uh, his one of his famous one man shows, and he said, "I think a fan was talking to him about Chris Benoit being his boy or something like that." And you know, I'll take a little spin off what Paul Haven said. Chris Benoit, the wrestling character, should never be forgotten. I know it's like, well, damned if he does and damned if he don't. Guess what? For the rest of his life, I'm just saying for the rest of his life, call it what it is. His son David Benoit gets a check from WWE, no matter what. Why? Because Chris Benoit is in WWE. You can try to delete him. The only way you delete him from professional wrestling, as you like to say, from, from WWE, you go back and you erase every single match that he's been in while he was with the company. Which means you change title histories. You change pay-per-view histories. That's how you get rid of him. What he did outside of the wrestling ring, I can't say whether he did it, whether he didn't do it, whether his mind was in the right place or whether his brain wasn't in the right place. Let me ask you one question. What's worse... Having your, you know, so many shots in the head that you're mentally insane. I'm gonna say mentally insane. Okay. Family, or getting in the car drunk with your family and getting in a car accident and killing everyone. What's worse? I mean, they're both equally worse. But what's is but what's exactly what's worse? Because you can, because if a drunk driving guy, people are gonna say, "What an awful tragedy that was." Ben Wall, they're like, "Fuck Ben Wall." 
It's like people, the, people's perspectives are, need a change. And that's why I said the Chris Benoit character, I can't ever forget him. I can't. No, neither can I. Now, the man, whatever he does outside of uh, of WWE or uh, whatever he does outside of wrestling, that's his business. That's like saying, that's like us saying, um, are we mad at Stephanie McMahon for what happened between Triple H and China? Are we, do we still hold what happened between Matt Hardy and Lita over Edge's head? No, we don't. So this all happened outside. The only reason we don't hold everything that happened between Matt Hardy and Lita over his head, excuse me, Adam Copeland, Lita and Matt Hardy, the only reason we don't hold that in precedent, that played out on television. Matt Hardy made that play out on television. Whatever happened with Chris Benoit, no offense to WWE, they made that play out on television. Chris Benoit died, so what happened? Oh, um, we're going to do the tribute show to Chris Benoit to show his greatest matches, and then one week later when you find out that it was Chris Benoit who did it, well, we're not going to notify him of anything. That We're not going to mention his name on, on the company thing anymore. It's like... The guy won the main event of WrestleMania 20. Yeah. If that's the case, you change the history of the match and say the match ended in a no contest. The match was between Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and a third party, and the match ended in a no contest. Yeah, but if what would you do say about if you do it like that, if the if if Triple H was a champion after Ben Wall, then I'd be like, well, you say it was like a no contest. You take it off the menu. Triple H was the champion going to WrestleMania, and he was still a champion. No big – but Orton was a champion in between. And that's what, why – What do you do with Orton's reign? That's why I said it changes so many – it changes so many title reigns. It changes so many title histories. It changes so many pay-per-view histories. It's like acknowledge Chris Benoit, the wrestler. The man, that's a different ball game. Acknowledge Chris Benoit, the wrestler. That's what they do with Pat Patterson, Jimmy Snuka, I mean, Logan Paul. I mean, that's what they're doing. Acknowledging them as wrestlers, okay, but come on. Like, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like the same thing with Hulk Hogan. You will acknowledge Hulk Hogan for everything under the sun. There's still people backstage in WWE right now who do not like Hulk Hogan. They respect yeah. everything he's done, but they do not like him. I can get I can give you three guys right now who have literally said we do like we respect Hulk Hogan for what he's done, but as a person, we can't we we don't associate ourselves with him. Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Biggie. All, all three of them have said have, have said that. I also I also know that Bret Hart is not too fun of Hulk Hogan. Bret Hart is not fun, too fun of. Is it, that's my thing. Don't downplay the character and what he's done. Please don't do that. Chris Benoit has done a phenomenal job as a wrestler. 
There's literally so many storylines you can tell with Chris Benoit. You can tell the storyline between him and Kevin, Kevin Sullivan. You can tell the storyline between him and Eddie Guerrero. You can tell the storyline between him and Triple H. There's what he's done outside the company. That's 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 between him and the good Lord Almighty. Especially if you want to put Benoit in the Hall of Fame, why don't you put his wife in the Hall of Fame? Because you know, she was a she was a manager that led Doom, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons to World Tag Team Championships. The same man, ECW, multiple time tag team champions, uh, heavyweight champion, tag team champions was two gold Scorpio and the same man. You know, she has an impressive resume that a lot less people with a smaller resume has gotten in. Yeah, but this is, you got to remember, this is the company. And I, I, I have said this personally. And I mean this to the bottom of my heart. There are two women that should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And it's not because of what they did for wrestling. It's what they did to enhance what it means to be a wrestler at that time. And I know you're going to shake your head. And I know you're going to like, like no, no, no. But like. Open-mindedness. Open-mindedness. Okay. Who are they? Francine and Beulah McGillicuddy. Because without those two in ECW, I don't think Tommy Dreamer is as good as he was. I don't think the franchise Shane Douglas is as good as he was. Because everywhere the franchise Shane Douglas went, Francine was right there with him. Oh, at that point. Huh? Every, every major storyline in ECW that involved Tommy Dreamer Involved Beulah McGillicuddy in some way. When she first came into the company, what was her storyline? She was the storyline girlfriend of Raven. Yep, and I, I remember the house party, I think, 96, when she told Raven that she was pregnant and it wasn't his kid. And at that time, it was one of those, like, oh, my fucking God. What? 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 And he saw Dreamer come in and save the day. And then it's like, a little bit after that, what happened? Beulah got her neck broke by the Dudleys. Which fueled Tommy into teaming with Spike Dudley and the Sandman. And I literally say, in terms of three, in terms of six man, six man, no, the six man Texas Tornado hardcore matches, that ranks up there with maybe one of the top three. Yeah, but Beulah was with Dreamer. You may sound like it was like a short. She was with him for a while. I know, but then again, it's like she was the valet that you never expected people to get behind. Open, like I said, open-mindedness. She was more of, how can I put this? She was the modern, she was the ECW equivalent to woman. She was there she was there with Tommy through a lot of things he had to do. Do you want me to agree with you professionally, but personally? Like I said, like I said, on a professional level. On a, on a professional level, yes and no. Personal level, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Because I, I, I've said this before. I've said this before, and a lot of people think it's controversial, especially to them. There's one person who should be in the Hall of Fame right now that WWE would never put in the Hall of Fame. 
The Sandman. Oh, God, no. <laughs> he should be in the Hall of Fame somewhere. I, But then again, Barry Horowitz, I, I mentioned to him, I said, so where is the WWE Hall of Fame, you know, if you want to visit? And he just said, Vince's head. It's like, I can't think of a wrestling character who embodied the 90s more than the Sandman. Agreed. Is it? Is this weird dude? He had no real wrestling training. He came into the company with a damn Singapore cane, smoking a cigarette, and drinking beer. Actually, he started out as a, like a surfer dude, and then he reinvented himself into a into someone who just came to the ring. The guy was smoking a cigarette during the match. Yeah, and drinking a beer. And I did. I I said when ECW changed from Eastern Championship Wrestling. To extreme championship wrestling, he reinvented himself. Like he should be there. I've literally said many, many times before the franchise Shane Douglas should be there. Taz should be there. Taz has probably been snuffed out more than anybody else I know. And I know what pe some people are going to say like, you know, Francine and Shane Douglas. Oh, Shane Douglas could have gotten any woman to be his valet. And you gotta think about like, okay, if that was the case, because I think they clicked. That's that's what. Yeah. But if that was the case, why didn't why didn't Lizzie Borden and Shane Douglas turn out decent in XPW? They didn't. It's like um. They tried uh, to get the wheel, and then it was like. It was it's like right now with WWE and 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 and, and Sonny. It's like, okay, we get she was the first modern diva of WWE, but it's like, if Sonny's there, how come Terry Reynolds isn't there? I'm just, you said modern diva. Yeah. If you think of modern divas, there's two people that come to your mind, Marlena and Sonny. Like when Goldust first came into WWE, you can't deny, and I, I won't, I personally won't deny. Marlena was stunning when she came into WWE. Yeah, she's not a battle gal now. I mean, of course she's now, but I'm like in 1995. It's like 1995, Marlena. Like we didn't expect, like we didn't expect her to like, like she came out. Just, just gold dresses, the the cigars, and just like, dude, she is absolutely stunning. Will I pick her over Sunny? Yeah, Sunny's like that. No offense to Sunny, but Sunny's like that chick. She just once she got everything from you that she wanted to get from you, she goes to someone else. Yeah, Marlena, she's kind of that person where she knew Gold Dust was weird as hell, but she's like. I'm sticking with him because I love him. He can be as weird as he wants to be. If Sonny is convicted for that DUI homicide, should she stay in the Hall of Fame? No. That's that's given. You know they'll keep her. It's like if you it's like if you're gonna alienate Crispin, why alienate her? She killed somebody. They're never they're, you're right. You're absolutely right, but they never do that. Well, of course they won't. They're like, well, we don't have to acknowledge her, so. It's like, 
how do I put this? It's like with uh, Rikishi and Too Cool. Why is why is Rikishi in the Hall of Fame and not Too Cool? And it's because of Too Cool that Rikishi got as famous as he got. Yeah. You're right. He wasn't cunning as like running over Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, and, and like I get it where, you know, Rikishi, and I love Rikishi. Probably one of my favorite big men of all time. But it's like you were with the head shrinkers for a while. And then you just disappeared. And then you came back and you were like the positive Rikishi. And then, you know, then we got Rikishi Fatu. And then we got just straight Rikishi. Who cool made Rikishi? No, I don't disagree. So, like, does Scotty, does Scotty and, and Grandmaster Sex Aid need to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. They didn't, they, they didn't do anything spectacular. They didn't do anything crazy. But it's like, You held the WWE Tag Team Championships one time. Just one time. And for you to hold the WWE Tag Team Championships one time, one time, that's not like, oh my God, that's so great. That's so crazy. No, you got to remember. And one time, who cool was out selling Stone Cold Steve Austin's merchandise? They, they were number one in merchandise sales. You know why they're probably not going to be in the Hall of Fame? Or they're not so far? Because of Waller's kid. I don't care if it's Waller's kid is or not. Think yeah, of what I, I just said. At one point in time, they were the biggest merchandise sellers in the entire company. Hey, you, you might, I do not disagree with you. And I think that when you make someone a two-time Hall of Famer, that screws over talent that should be in there. I mean, there's no reason to have a two-time Hall of Famer. Like NFL, you don't see like, you know, like Joe Montana or um, uh, Tom Brady, okay. for example. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame twice, once for New England Patriots, one for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if, this is a if, if you're going into the Hall of Fame for multiple things, they have to be something that fundamentally did something to the sport of professional wrestling. Ric Flair, two-time Hall of Fame. His career, Hall of Fame worthy. He was a part of one of the greatest stables of all time. Hall of Fame worthy. And you can't deny it. The Horsemen is not Hall of Fame worthy. They are. The Horsemen depends how you put them in. You might as well say Tom Brady in the Hall of Fame and the New England Patriots the years that he dominated are in the Hall of Fame as well. It doesn't work that way. I know. That's why I said they have to do something significant. You see, this is, these are the little things that 
if you want to say WWE Sports Entertainment, I would be like, okay, sports entertainment. Case closed, subject closed, points are out the window because it's sports entertainment. But they're trying to like, still trying to monopolize the wrestling scene. They're in a big war with Will Ospreay right now. Yeah, but I I have an idea where Will's going to go. And I think Will, he may either end up in AEW or he might end up in Impact. Because with one of those two, it gives him the chance to go back to Revolution, bro. Did you see what the offer Tony Khan made? The end all be all. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, like the main event at All In, uh, a world title run. And now I'm starting to get um, indication, and this is from, was it WrestleMania, that WWE is trying to get Okada in WWE. I'm like, don't do that. Because you're going to do the same fucking thing you did to Okada that you did to Shinsuke Nakamura. Don't they, do that. They try to get uh, Nitro, Natural. You know, uh, Nitro. And do you hear the story about the story? I heard a little bits and pieces of it, but like just the fact I heard it, I'm like, y'all ain't finna get Naito. I love they, that. They, they, WWE sent someone to Japan and they had dinner with Naito. And in the middle of the dinner, he got up to go to the bathroom and he slipped out the back door. He's not, he's Naito. You have to, you have to do something. Put like this Naito is. Tatsuya Naito is one of those people where it's like he knows his star power. Yeah. And you know you know a wrestler knows his star power when people know him. It's like what happened this past week. What happened this past week is something that we've all literally been waiting for. And to me, it will Probably lead to, I would say, the best tag team match that AEW's ever had. Golden Jets and Young Bucks? No. What? Oh, so you so you didn't really know what really happened this week, did you? So officially this week. Hoda Ibushi signed to All Elite Wrestling officially. He didn't have a contract before. Now he has a contract, which pulls us into the whole scenario of we might get a match with the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks. And if you're talking about two teams that know each other, them two know, those two teams know each other. Hey, it's already been done. I know, but like now the American audience can see it. I know this isn't the Kenny Omega from 10 years ago, but at least now they can see it. It'd still be a hell of a match. I mean, I'm not going to downgrade it, but I'm just like, it's been done. And it was a, absolutely a phenomenal match. They did it the first time around. And let, uh, let's give Tony Khan credit. Tony Khan himself got. Tetsuya Naito to agree to a match in America for an American promotion. Respect. Absolute respect. That's why I'm like I'm saying, and I mean this about I do not want Okada in WWE. 
His character is made for WWE. His style of wrestling is not. They're treating him like a Jay Cargill. No, they're going to treat him the same way they treated fucking Nakamura. Well, well, Nakamura but Jay Cargill, she comes to WWE, they make a big deal. I mean, there's Jay Cargill. Had a face-to-face with Charlotte Flair. And then it's and that, nothing. And that's why I give it to Tony Khan because Tony Khan took a, took someone who didn't have any wrestling experience and made her one of the biggest wrestling names in the world. Yeah, yeah, I mean you're right. She didn't have really no damn wrestling experience, and in the span of what was it two and a half years, she went from like this one person who like Shaquille O'Neal knew about her, but like a lot of us didn't. And it's been like two and a half, two and a half years. She went from there to wait. Jay Cargill's in WWE, really? Wow. Which is fine, but don't make it sound like, you know, she's all that when she hasn't had a world title run. She never went against a world championship. She never faced a, a top five contender of a world championship. I mean, she was a TBS champion. She had a long win, like 160. That's great. That's respect. But she was a mid-card champion. And that's why I'm saying, like, her in WWE right now, it changes the game a little bit. And the only reason it changes the game is because of just one person. And if I see this match, this one match with this one person is WrestleMania Calvin. And you can't deny and say it's not. Jay, Jay Cargill versus Bianca Belair. Power versus power. That's the only match I could say, like, okay, what can they use her for? A Bianca Belair feud. Okay. She's not as words, it's she's not as athletic as Bianca is, but she is as strong as Bianca is. Oh, it's raw power versus raw power. And that's why I want to see that. In terms of Big E's favorite word, I know this is not two women slapping meat, but it's still, you know, two big bulls, two I use this word. It's too big. It's not too meaty women to say that. It's too, too women slapping meat, literally, to see who's the strongest. Hey, buddy. Yes. You said hi. You happy now? <laughs> you watching trolls? Yes. Real fast, who do you think is the big, uh, best professional wrestler that Tony Khan saw, say it's signing Saturday? Say it again. You know, this uh, Tony Khan apparently signed the best professional wrestler in the world, and he's going to be at full gear to sign the contract. Who do you think it'll be? It has to be Okada. Okada is the only person who, who Okada is the only person outside of. I'm gonna say outside of Will Ospreay, who owns that title as literally the best professional wrestler in the world. I a lot of me, a big part of this is a 
gut feeling. And I don't know who it is. It could be, it could just be, it could be real offspring for all we know. But my gut feeling saying it's Rousey. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Because, because she, it, she, she, I, I guess during one, uh, there was a promotion where she had a stare down with Athena, you know, the women's ring of honor champion. Yeah, but if it's if it's Ronda Rousey, and I'll say this, and I do mean this, if it is Ronda Rousey, it devalues the women's division because this is not, you know, song and dance, you know, this, that, and the other women's division. This isn't. Excuse her because I, I love her very, very much. This is not Liv Morgan. This is not Dakota Kai. These are women who. We won't devalue the women's division. It will kind of knock down a couple of knocks of um, Tony Khan's credibility with these special announcements. No, but it will knock down the women's division because it's like, this is not a group of women who were trained at the performance center. No, this is a group of women who wrestling is their life. This is Hukaru Shida, who's been wrestling for like 12, 13 years. This is Athena, who's been wrestling for 12, 13 years. This is Ruby Soho, who's been wrestling for 15 years. You actually have a lot of tenured wrestlers here. I would say probably the three wrestlers who don't have that much tenure, Sky Blue, Julia Hart, and possibly, I think, I got to go back in my mind and, and see, uh, Probably. What's her name? Um Oh my God. Um Red Velvet. Thank you. This isn't like child's play. These are legit wrestlers. What about Maria May? Well I mean, have you seen her matches? I've seen, like, sparringly I've seen her matches, but I see where they're going with her, where it's like I could see her being a supporting star to Tony, to Tony Storm. I can see that. Yeah, you see that too. I, I love Tony Storm's character, even though she seems like she lost her damn mind. Oh, Tony Storm reinvented herself beautifully, didn't she? Even though she makes me laugh so much because it's like no, Maria yeah. May, her, her, her ring ability, they, she, they, they should not put her, like, at the, you know, the, like Mickey James and Trish Stratus, the psychotic, you know, oh, my God, I'm your number one fan. She, she's more talented than that. But, you know, whoever gets you an AEW gets you an AEW. And it's like, she has a counterpart in WWE, and I don't need them to, to treat them any of the same. Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. Let her let her play that character. She plays that character gorgeously. Like my daddy says this, my daddy does this. He gave me the best gym. He gave me the best gymnast. He gave me the best wrestling trainers in the world. This lets you know I'm rich and I can actually do this. He paid my tits. I'm not gonna say nothing to them. Leave that alone. I'm just. I'm just saying. You know, just. 
So I will say this, and I, I did get this announcement earlier today. Um, wishing Joe Burrow, uh, I, I wish him a, a speedy recovery. Because I don't know if you saw the game last night. They were trying to kill him. I didn't see the game, but I saw the injury report after the game. If you, you watch the, like, I watched, I want to say, like, little bits and pieces of, like, the second quarter. It was a, it was a legit, like, quarterback blitz on every single play. They really wanted to hurt him. They said, also, they said Lamar Jackson, he was whipping around after the game, and, uh, who Andrews was his first name? Mark Andrews, the tight end of the Titans. I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Um, he's injured, so they went to war last night. But Burrow's, yeah, they go Cincinnati season. Oh no, yeah, I've been no Cincinnati been done since the very first three weeks of the season. I've been on that already. That's given. That was given. But other than that, I know you probably got to go because your kids are just climbing all over you. No, nah, I'm used to it. We still got eight minutes. Well, I'm going. I'm going to cut this off a little bit early because I want to finish eating this ramen. Oh, no problem. Let me ask you two quick, um, one quick question. Survivor Series. Do you think Punk or Orton either one's going to show up? Because last time I heard, last time I heard Orton's doctor saying that his career's done. Orton seventy five, Punk, Punk is fifty fifty. Actually, I got two more questions. Number two, for all the people that keeps on saying Orton's coming back, Orton's coming back on social media, wouldn't that make them look like idiots? If Orton I mean, doesn't, I don't, I don't think it will because I I see where this is going. And I, I'm planning for, um, I'm planning in my head two scenarios where I see things going. The first scenario I see Orton screwing his team over because of Jey Uso. Like you know Jay Uzi, like you know Randy Orton, he don't forgive him, he don't forget at all. But the second the second one I see him actually maybe helping Cody and his team win and then giving Cody the RKO afterwards, which kind of builds like a little mini feud between him and Cody. Because Cody still needs challenges until he gets to until he gets to Roman at WrestleMania. He still needs challenges. Yeah, and everyone, uh, there's been multiple sources saying that Cody was overheard saying that he's going to be wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania as the main event. He doesn't care what WWE wants. Screw The Rock. I mean, but then now, now that the strike's up, with, uh, it's guaranteed The Rock ain't going back. Yeah, but that's like... Uh, now, last question. Who's behind the mask, devil mask in AEW? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. They, 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 they made it to a point where it's like it really is a guessing game. You know? My money's on Jack Perry. Maybe, but Mike, 
My mind, it could be on. It could be war low too. And the, the the body, you know, the way the body's built. And that's not yeah, like, it, it's not Jack Perry because Jack Perry's a skinny boy, and whoever's buying the devil mask, he ain't skinny. Yeah, he could easily put padding though. Yeah, but you gotta think. Yeah, I think it. Okay, if it was Jack Perry, he would have to find some way to hide all that hair. You know that boy got a lot of hair. You see a bulge on top of the mask or something behind the mask that lets you know he's hiding. It. No. Sure. It'd be funny if it was punk. I don't think it would be, but it'd be funny. I I I would say it could be Adam Cole, but like I'm getting more and more with like it's, I don't think it's Adam Cole. But like part of me is thinking it could be somebody from the kingdom. Possibly, someone on X Twitter, whatever you want to call it, is saying it's Britt Baker. Could be her too. Yeah, so I was just like, possibly. Right, I got one thing I want to tell you before you go. Okay, what's up? And I know you're gonna jump down my throat, but then again, it's like okay, sure, whatever. You can should you be, please you give, used to it by now. Can you please give Hangman Adam Page some credit for that promo? Because God. Damn that promo. Oh my God. I give him credit. I go so far as that that was to me, outside of the cowboy shit promo, that was probably the best promo he's ever done. No, that was he's been good. He's been on he's been money these days. I think it meant that. I thought he's been was on money when he was facing the uh, black. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club. I, I I just don't need him saying he's gonna steal Prince Nana Nana's weed again. That 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 made me laugh too much. And then there was an actual chant of steal his weed, steal his weed. I'm like, oh my god! It's Only in AEW will we get a chant of steal his weed. Because it's fans being fans and having fun. Agree. Marcus, you have a great Thanksgiving, my friend. You as well, sir. And thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Secure the business worldwide. And we are all out. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.